Welcome to Talos Takes, the quick take podcast where our researchers break down this week's hot topic in cybersecurity for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Talos Takes. Uh, today, for the first time during our work from home editions, uh, we're joined by Martin Lee of our Talos outreach team. Uh, thanks for coming on, Martin. And since this is your first time on the show, why don't you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what your role uh, with outreach is? Okay, well, thank you very much, John. It's a great pleasure to be with you. Um, as I said, my name's Martin Lee. I have the pleasure of managing the Telos outreach team across EMEA, and uh, I'm based in the UK um, here in a very damp and soggy Oxford. <laughs> well, it's damp and soggy uh, here in Columbia, too, at, at Talos HQ. Well, I guess Talos Remote HQ, so I feel you there. Uh, so you are coming on today to talk to us about attribution. You took part in writing a blog post that went up last week uh, that basically talks about why attribution of cyber attacks is so difficult. Uh, and, you know, generally, uh, you know, everyone in the cyber community knows that attribution is really tough. Uh, so can you kind of just start out by telling me what made you and, and your co-authors want to dive into this topic specifically? Yeah, it's um, looking at attribution if you think of um, every cyber attack um, it's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle and if you want to do the attribution you've got to assemble as many of those pieces of the jigsaw that you have available to you uh, together to try and get that wider picture of what's happening but also to take pieces of the jigsaw puzzle that are being provided by um, other organizations out there so this was specifically in response to the WellMess uh, malware attacks that have been happening recently. Um, the NCSE governmental organization in the UK uh, publicly attributed those. And we wanted to see within the information that we have available to us, um, what could we find? Could we support that or could we refute it? And also, what were the pitfalls? You know, what were the mistakes that you can fall into uh, when you start looking at attribution and when you start trying to assemble those pieces of the jigsaw together? So, kind of the one of the things that I I found most interesting uh, reading this post uh, was basically, you know, we talk about how government agencies and uh, private researchers and private companies alike are all always trying to place attribution for something. And, uh, you know, they all kind of face the same pitfalls, though, when when trying to reverse engineer a malware and look at some of the clues that are there. So something that I'm, I'm curious about is why we are so obsessed with attribution and pointing the finger directly at one group or one person who might be responsible for something. Well, I think the first thing to look at is actually how do we detect and how do we block the attack? Uh, that's the number, number one thing before you start worrying about anything else. It's like, okay, here's an attack. How do I stop it? Uh, and then your second question should be, how would I detect if we saw this again or we were seeing this subsequently or if I haven't actually stopped this attack? So for any attack, that has to be your first point of research am i stopping it how do i detect it um, i think in the list of things that you might want to do attribution comes quite a long way down the list i think you're right a lot of people get really hung up on attribution um, far more so than i think it, it, it really requires or deserves 
the key thing of what attribution allows you to do is to identify patterns of activity. Um, as a an organization, the private sector, or as a private individual, you know, maybe attribution doesn't help you that much. But if you can identify the pattern that you have a single um, threat actor group which is hitting you or people like you again and again and again, you can start piecing together those patterns and start thinking, well, what is it that actually that they're after and how are they likely to do that? And then with those pieces of information, you can start putting together some pretty good ideas about what it is that they're going to go for next. Also, uh, how are they going to go about that next attack? And also, if you didn't know already, what are those, um, those crown jewels that I really should be investing um, more of my security budget in protecting? So attribution, it's about that piece. It's about trying to gaze into the future and trying to predict what it is that your adversaries are going to do next. But to do that, you have to know who your adversaries are or have some kind of, of knowledge about them. And then something else I wanted to ask you about is false flags. So these are things that actors may plant to kind of throw researchers off their scent. This is something that we saw in a major way with the Olympic destroyer malware that we've written about multiple times. Uh, you know, what can you tell us about false flags and what are some of the reasons why an actor might hide them in their malware? Well, you know, threat actors every year, they don't get any dumber. Um, the bad guys that are out there are only learning from previous attacks and also learning from the techniques that, that other members of the, the security community use. So the bad guys that are out there know how organizations go about trying to uh, attribute attacks. And so what they try and do is leave false clues. Um, leave little snippets of information that they know are the types of things that researchers will use to um, for attribution and to attribute attacks, and um, leave little false, false clues that are in there to try and muddy the waters. Um, from the threat actor's point of view, you can see the, uh, the reasons for this. I mean, one, uh, certainly for researchers in the private sector, it makes attribution uh, incrementally more difficult. Uh, for the threat actors themselves, if somebody does identify who it is and points the finger, um, either they themselves or um, their shills in the uh, in the wider community can point at the false flag and say, well, why isn't it this? Why isn't it that? And so it gives the, uh, the bad guys a degree of plausible deniability uh, why it couldn't be them and also a way of discrediting um, people who are researching attribution. But yeah, it, it's it's another one of the skills that the bad guys are developing bit by bit. So we do need to be very, very cautious when it comes to attribution, considering that uh, some of the information or indeed much of the information that we're seeing may be, may be fake and may have been planted on purpose. Hmm. So what other uh, closing, closing thoughts do you have for us on this post-Martin, uh, you know, is there any major takeaways that you want people to have or, um, you know, anything that, that you even learned through the research process of this post that you would like to share? I think it's, it's all about the techniques that are out there. 
Um, so for anyone who's interested in it, I mean, sure, read the read the paper, learn from it, go and play with the techniques, experiment and research with uh, your your own data that you have and see what you come up with. But I think the key thing is always to have that little bit of doubt in the back of your mind. Um, always question any conclusions that you come up with and keep that idea top of mind that actually you might be you might be wrong um so really that was the key thing that we wanted to uh to to say to look at the evidence that we have that's out there uh look at the contradictions in that evidence look at the many possible um piece of attribution that you might want to follow but also say to people do you know what be wary be really really wary about coming to some sort of definitive conclusion uh, and also it's a big community out there there are lots of other groups uh, both in the public and in the private sector that have lots of different sources of information and intelligence and if you want to come to some kind of uh, conclusion it's about assembling all of those pieces of the jigsaw puzzle from many many different sources uh, and don't rely too heavily on your own intuition or your own data all right. Well, thank you very much for coming on, Martin. Uh, like he said, if you guys want to learn more, please head to the Talos blog to read the full post. Uh, thanks again for coming on, Martin, and hopefully we will find something else to talk to you about in the future. Sure. Thank you. Great pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talos Takes. Please join us next week if, to, well, we talk about something else that's top of mind for us.